You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We are excited for another podcast, another conversation. It's uh, maybe the start of the week for many of you. If you're listening to this on the Monday, the day it drops, maybe it's just another day at work, another day at school, another day at home. But wherever you are listening to us from, we want to say thank you, and we are grateful that you are joining us on this ride. Eddie, how are you feeling? today uh great feeling great and really excited for today's uh conversation we've been really following um this new like youtube series yeah um that uh will smith has been doing um it's titled best shape of my life and you know we're just looking at it you know being nosy i guess yeah <laughs> but also trying to uh intrigue by the storyline and like what the trailer said uh but then as each episode went on i think we there were things that we found interesting things that we found relatable things that you know we'll, we'll like jump into uh to speak about um and you know that's that's really cool i mean i don't want to get too into it at the moment right, right. but it's been a good journey to yeah. to be able to see all those stuff. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, one of the things that's funny, because as I was, you know, on our way here to record, I was thinking, you know, here we are, we're talking, you know, Will Smith uh, was very busy, so he couldn't be here today. So, that you know, <laughs> we reached out. But uh, the idea of, you know, being here and talking about this, um, we usually cover a lot of, uh, you know, faith-based, Christian-based content and all those things. Um, you know, we have special guests come in and talk about their stuff and their products and their, uh, you know, art and all those different things. And um, I think there are, though, like, you know, this is me assuming and me, you know, uh, thinking about those listeners that may just be like, you know, um, like, why are you guys talking about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you so invested in this guy in this documentary and his mm-hmm. story? Um, he has nothing to do. Do you know what he stands for? Do you know what he believes in? Yeah, do you yeah. know what he says about marriage? Do you know yeah, what he says yeah. about his, you know, so I think it's to start. I think it's a great um, conversation to have the idea that you are able to, um, you know, see things like this and documentaries yeah. like this and go through them and, still obviously maintain your own beliefs and yeah. your own um ideas but there are lessons along the way mm-hmm. that you can definitely pull out from these uh you know whatever it is documentaries or stories from these people who may not believe in god may not be christian may not live the life that you know god you know it says in his word but at the end of the day there are principles that we can relate mm-hmm. to what we do for god yeah absolutely and in no way shape or form are we you know, saying that this is a spiritual journey that right. we were on, or we were watching this video um, for consejos uh, espirituales or anything like right, that. Right. Uh, but you know, as we'll we'll go in and we'll jump on certain things that jumped out to us and stuff. Um, there are things that people can relate to. Yeah, there are plenty of stuff people cannot relate to. Um, but the idea of what you know, like he, the title of his uh, YouTube series is uh, Best Shape of My Life. Um, what the idea of what that means for him and then also what that can mean for you as an individual, um, you know, is worth diving into. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's just, again, important for us to understand it is possible to look at these things 
and um you know definitely learn from them make it relatable to us and even see you know like what not to do or what not to uh you know implement in our own life yeah and one of those things that um that like jumps out and you know like right off the first episode um that i was really concerned about was whether there was going to be an authenticity factor yeah uh, because at the end of the day i've seen enough reality shows to know that it's not always reality um you know at the end of the day they're making a show so there are certain things and and there are certain things that do happen that it's really more for the show aspect of it mm-hmm. um than it is to like really like digging deep into his situation but then there's other things uh that do jump out where you know he's very honest about like using humor as a deflection uh, for a lot of things, you know, any uncomfortable situation he may be in or anything like that. You know, he uses humor as a way to navigate through that and through the stories, um, you know, and if you haven't seen the series yet, you know, as, as the show is happening, he's also writing his memoir and there are like certain ep- like clips where he's reading a chapter from his memoir. Yeah. Um, and as the story goes on, he t- he basically tells a story about how he developed uh, that ability to be humorous. I um, mean, right. at the end of the day, it was a defense mechanism. It was a ability that he built out of trauma, to yeah. be honest. It was a survival thing um, that he did because of his situation. Um, and I can see why it's so easy for him to tap into that whole humorous thing, um, you know. Yeah, and even in the trailer, he, um, you know, for it, and he goes on in that first episode, he talks about how this, you know, the idea of Will Smith... Um, is a largely construction and carefully crafted and honed character designed to protect myself from the world to yeah. hide the coward. So th- in episode one, they focus on this idea of like performance mm-hmm. and how he used his humor um, to hide that coward that he felt was inside, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he's also doing this whole thing about um, weight, you know, yeah. uh, over the pandemic, he gained some weight. Um, he calls it the biggest weight he's been in his whole life. Right. Mind you, as a viewer, you're looking at him <laughs> and you're like, dude, you're fine. Like, what are you talking right, about? Right. Uh, but that's also subjective to each person. You know, there somebody will look at him and be like, you look perfectly fine, dude. You know, you're not overweight. But then he knows his life experience of always being a certain weight. So even though it's just been um, 15 pounds more than what he usually does, you know, it's really throwing him out for a loop like it's really affecting him um so you see that journey of him with you know getting a personal trainer he has a nutritionist he has a psychologist he has a whole team of people with him um that are working with him through his weight loss journey but then also through his memoir journey which i it was like i was telling you i was really like um (laughs) for some reason surprised that he has a whole team of people working with him on this book yeah and this is one scene where he's like sitting on the couch um there's i don't know if i think it was like his brother or somebody's like on the desk on the computer and as he's t- as will's talking his brother's typing the stuff into the computer and there's a screen where he can see what he's writing i was like dang whoever could write a book like that like <laughs> let me just sit here and talk you guys write it and then we'll all you know analyze it together but you know the the perks of the rich yeah and i think uh, it's just the idea of um, you know, it's an idea of like having a writing team or a publishing team and people who kind of, uh, you know, help you in that journey of getting yeah. your thoughts out there. Um, you know, there are people that do it in different ways. They, you know, record themselves in like their phones as a voice note, like narrating certain things. And then it's like they'll go back, transcribe it and then put that into like book yes, form. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. there are like so many different ways that that you can write a book. But I agree for me watching that. Um, I don't know. I think you look at him and you think like, man, this guy's Will Smith. 
Yeah. Like, you know, he should be able to do these things, right? Or yeah. he, you think, you would assume that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I truly think that when you're uh, digging deep and reflecting on things, you know, over your life and things that you've been through and as a child and, you know, as you've grown and even being in that industry, I think you definitely need um, other people to really like bring out mm-hmm. all of the emotions, all of the feelings, and even ask the questions, right? Yeah. And bring it down to earth a little bit more for the reader who probably yeah. has zero experience, you know, on a lot of these things or zero context or background. But um, I really enjoyed uh, those scenes also where he was reading it to his family. Yeah. You know, he had his brother there. He had his kids there reading it um, into the documentary. You'll see, uh, you know, his mom um, steps yeah. in as well and is there as he's kind of telling them, you know, these stories. And, you know, it was interesting because outside of the documentary, he was on a, a daytime talk show and they were asking him about it. And his mom didn't find out about this idea or this feeling of him being a coward mm-hmm. that kind of like goes out through each episode mm-hmm. they kind of expand on this idea of fear and him being a mm-hmm. coward as a kid um and where that stemmed from his mom had no idea of where that came from and and you know kind of like the background behind that feeling until yeah. eight weeks prior mm-hmm. f- f- um, from the book coming out yeah. so it was this whole moment you know that he was explaining that this was all things that he kept to himself, Mm -hmm. you know, this shame that he kept to himself. And it wasn't until he told his mom Mm -hmm. eight weeks before everything kind of came out, um, that his mom basically told him you were never a coward. Yeah. You know, and and like the way he describes it gets you like super in your feelings. Cause it's like, (laughs) you know, she grabs his face and looks at him and says, you were never the coward. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he kind of goes in and dives into the situation as to why he felt that way. And you know, the story that kind of triggered that in his childhood, but Mm. it was really great. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think, to put things into perspective you know he's 50 so right. imagine that years decades of carrying that baggage and that weight and that feeling uh, which was a product of trauma and the way he was raised and everything like that you know these are the things that i do find relatable which there are many people out there that are walking around with the character that they have created to be presented to the world is the character they've created to be put out there in public, uh, but still hold on to those feelings of a situation that happened to them years ago. And maybe, you know, with Will, it was the feeling of a coward. With somebody else, it's a, it, it could be anything. It can be another feeling, but it's a negative feeling that they carry with them through life that affects each and every one of the decisions that they make. You know, and it's, it's one of those things that I was like, you know what, that's something. I can't relate to the fact that he's in Dubai you know, right, living right. <laughs> his best life, you know, through this journey. Yeah. But that's something that's relatable, which is the idea of, like I said, like carrying, you know, that trauma or that hurt or that inner child um, that is hiding deep inside that needs to be addressed. Yeah. One of the things that I really liked, um, and this was kind of, I believe, in like episode two, he talks about this analogy um, with his dad, that his dad told him as a kid, him and yeah. his brother, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. regarding this wall. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was basically this idea of, you know, building this wall, but Will kind of thinking about the whole wall he had to build. Yeah. And his father constantly reminding him, don't worry about the wall, worry about the one brick. Yeah. You know, lay that one brick down today and make sure that that brick, you know, is, is perfect, is perfect yeah. today. And that idea of, you know, we want the whole picture. Mm-hmm. We want it to know everything. We consume ourselves sometimes with everything that's happening in our life. And we, you know, immediately start projecting things into our future where I think the concept of, you know, being present and the concept of there are certain things that we may not know will happen in the future, but there are things within our control today. 
So whatever's in our control today, you know, let's execute, let's do what we have to do. Let's do it to the best of our ability and worry about today. Yeah. And I think that's an idea. You know, you may look at this docu-series and again, like you said, he's in Dubai filming all of this <laughs> and having all these crazy experiences as he's going through this journey. But the idea of worrying about the future is something that whether you're in Dubai or New York or wherever yeah. you are in your home, apartment, basement, whatever, mm -hmm. you can relate to the idea of worry and the idea of the future and the idea of being so busy, right? Uh, with so many different projects and so many things happening in your life, your job, um, you know, ministry, your family, maybe you're in school, all of these things that you are juggling that all have, uh, you know, these maybe like assumed futures, mm. you know, where it's like, I probably will never finish school or at this rate, my family will never be close or at this rate, I will never be happy in my job, you know, and we begin to live life in that way, forgetting let's lay the one brick down today. Yeah. And what brick will that be? Yeah. And, you know, and that's, those are things that, you know, we can even spiritualize on how, you know, a lot of times, whether or not you have a calling over your life or God has put a project in your heart or you're working in ministry or whatever it is, where sometimes you're so focused on the bigger picture and, you know, all that crazy stuff that it, you need to, like, take a step back and just worry on the, ta the task on hand and really just focus on, OK, what do we have control of at this moment? What can we really work on? What can we do? Let's do that because that will affect the bigger picture moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the part uh, another part that struck me, I know we were talking about it was when he went to weigh himself. Mm -hmm. Right after it was a week, I believe mm -hmm. the goal is he was losing 20 pounds in 20 weeks. In 20 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the goal. Um, you know, while doing that, he's filming the docuseries, mm -hmm. which requires you to like have different types of shots and, yeah. you know, show up to filming and all yeah. these different things, interviews, interviews, and stuff like all that, yeah. of that. And on top of that, writing a book that yeah. seems throughout the whole series to be uh, behind and yes. late. He's not meeting yeah. deadlines. He's not submitting things on time. So yeah. all these things are happening at the same time. He's working so hard. I mean, those of you who have been, you know, on a journey to like lose weight or on a journey to, you know, be better and whatever, you know, uh, what it is to be at the gym, right? Mm -hmm. How many calories you burn, how many calories are in food and all those things. Like it's a lot. So, uh, you know, here's this guy, Will, with a personal trainer working out <laughs> multiple times a day, yeah, has probably true. the best equipment available, yeah. right? And goes to weigh himself and actually gained a pound, mm -hmm. right? It was, he gained a pound and it was, I think, a little refreshing to see, and this is going to probably sound bad, but <laughs> <laughs> to see his disappointment. And mm -hmm. maybe not so much refreshing, but just relatable. And the mm -hmm. idea that we don't often get to see that side of people mm -hmm. who seem like their lives are all together, mm -hmm. right? The idea of working so hard at a task, mm -hmm. right? And having all the things at his disposition that he has and available to him where he is killing it in his workouts and doing mm -hmm. what he has to do goes in this moment in front of cameras and he's supposed to lose at least a pound and ends up gaining a pound. Mm -hmm. And now somehow has to find the ability or the strength which we can see to be funny mm -hmm. make it a joke mm -hmm. but as he's even doing those things you can tell it really did bother him yeah and it bothers him because he has a competitive spirit yeah and you know he's very hard on himself when it comes to things like that but he's also very competitive with other people yeah so the the idea of failure to him is not supposed to be an option so something as simple as that 
you know, affects him greatly. Like there's this other, I think it was in one of the more recent episodes, um, they were doing a, a 5K race at night. Yeah. And he has set the goal for himself that he's going to complete the 5K in 25, 25 minutes. 25 minutes. He completed it in 27 minutes and I don't know how many seconds. And he was, it was like if it took him 12 hours. Right. He was distraught. He was unhappy. He was upset. And I'm like, dude, that's an accomplishment. 5K right, right. in 27 minutes. Awesome. But to him... He set a goal for himself and he didn't accomplish it. And that was very upsetting. He had another issue with, I think it was like the steps. Like yeah. him and the crew were doing an, um, uh, a challenge to see who could do like the most steps. And I don't know how many. Going up to like the highest yeah. tower, the highest part. No, no, no. Like they were actually counting steps. Oh, like, right, yeah, right, they right. They were counting steps and all of that. And one of the crew members won. Yes. And he didn't. I absolutely yeah. upset yeah, about that right. as well. Um, you know, so you see that throughout. And he explains why he has that competitive spirit and why he's the way that he is. Um, but that's also unhealthy mm-hmm. where, you know, you and maybe in your daily life, you see that as well. Where you kind of set a goal for yourself and you don't accomplish the goal um, or it doesn't happen the way that you thought that you were going to be able to, you know, lose the weight. And X amount of time, you thought you were going to be able to complete a project in X amount of time. It takes longer than what you thought. And instead of being like, oh, at least I did it. You're like, oh, it took longer. Yeah. And then it's like that. That I feel, I feel like it's a little bit like ungrateful in yeah. a way. I get it. I think it's the idea of setting yourself up to reach a goal, knowing your potential, knowing yeah. what you're able to do and what you're mm. able to accomplish, and also knowing what you've accomplished and done in the past. Yeah. I think with him, he also looks at the fact that and he says it. Anything that he set his mind to do, he's been able to do. Yeah. You know, and he's also expressed here that, you know, there are unhealthy ways to lose the weight. Yes. And he kind of keeps telling himself, like, he can't go down he that path. He can't go path, down that route. You know yeah. what I mean? But this idea of goal setting, I think, is something that everyone can relate to. And, you know, what happens when you don't meet that goal or what happens when, you know, you don't do it in the time that you wanted? You know, you have the decision to be discouraged. Mm. You have, you know, the choice to just go that route and give up and, you know, waste time or put it off for another moment. Or you can go the route to even work even harder. You know what mm. I mean? And to try to get it done and to try to, you know, pivot and be more creative and see how you can, you know, shift things around if maybe you had a certain timeline or perspective and how you wanted to get it done so i think you know it was just uh like i said it was different to see someone kind of go through all of those emotions and uh do it in front of cameras you know he even faced a moment in one of the episodes where he quit Mm -hmm. right he wanted to stop filming um and to him it was because and he says this quote that i thought was really cool he said um you know i'm trying to get in the best shape of my life and this is not allowing me yeah to get in the best shape of my life Mm -hmm. you know it was something to that effect the idea that the very thing that he's filming best shape of my life is getting in the way yeah and he was like this can't be and he gets up and walks away mm-hmm. you know and um it was like a whole like 24 hours later that they yeah. ended up coming to and speak to him to see mm-hmm. like you know what are your thoughts and whatever um but i thought that idea of the project that you're working so hard at and trying to accomplish is the very thing that's actually um impeding you right yeah and, and bringing you down yeah and you know it makes sense uh for people that understand production yeah you know because like for example there's a scene where they're supposed to be shooting a scene he's supposed to be running around uh, preparing for the 5k race he's supposed to be running around the track they're supposed to time him so he could set a goal like all this stuff or whatever and he gets there ready to film they don't have a clock to figure it out or whatever and he's like yeah but you guys are supposed to figure this out before i get here because now i have to wait so the idea of waiting, you know, they have to set up a light, they have to set up a camera, they got to mic him, they got to do sound check, all of that or whatever. Those are things that take time. So if you're yeah. someone who's familiar with uh, 
production and how that works. You're what, for example, you'll watch a show that's maybe 45 minutes to an hour that took 36 hours to record, you know, so that he was also expressing the, you know, they're like extra shots they need to take. So like, you know, the shots of him standing there focused Mm -hmm. and they're panning around him and all of that. That's not a natural thing. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's, you know, we need some shots of you like thinking about this. We need some shots of you, you know, getting ready to work out. And, um, you know, he ends up kind of having that discussion with them saying like, listen, it needs to be natural. And I think that leads to like one of the, um, ending episodes of authenticity yeah, where it's yeah. like he's not going to perform anymore yeah. for the show it's like this is gonna this is gonna be authentic get me you know you in get what you moments. get basically too. yeah 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 no i agree with that and the the idea of authenticity is something that i was like i think i also mentioned at the top of the episode here um that i was very concerned about because like i said at the end of the day i know what it, i know what production is yeah um, so when is when he's upset is that putting on a show or is that genuine you know right. when he's like getting teary eyed when he's reading his memoir is that authentic or is that you know i'm an actor so let me like shed a tear <laughs> um you know so it is in a way refreshing to hear that you know what i haven't kind of putting on a show because we are doing a show but let's move forward and just keep it authentic yeah and like you said he kind of goes and he's you know reading certain excerpts from his book um you know in between uh like certain clips and things like that. But I think, um, you know, overall in looking at this and, you know, we were having this conversation um, a while back about being in the best shape of your life for him. He thought it was going to be his fitness journey. And that's how he kind of starts off the whole thing where it's going to be him working out, trying to lose weight and all these things. And he was like, I was not ready or, you know, expecting for it to be something completely different. Mm. And I think um, the idea of when we say the best shape of our life, or I want to be in the best shape of my life, uh, many people look at the physical, yeah. right? They look at the fitness portion of it, whether it is losing weight or feeling healthy or, you know, wanting certain things in your life. Um, and that's the best shape mm-hmm. where, you know, he also, I think, does a really good job in talking about how it's not just the fitness or the physical, Mm -hmm. how for him it was also mental. And there were other things in his life that he had to work on or conversations he needed to have. Mm -hmm. And I think whenever we talk about this idea of getting in your best shape, it is way past the physical and the fitness. And it's more about your whole self. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why you'll see people who, you know, will go on these, like, for example, if we're going to focus on weight loss, we'll go on these like weight loss journeys and lose 30 pounds, all that stuff or whatever. And then six months later, gain it all back again. Yeah. And it's not it's because they didn't work on the internal stuff. You know, there are other things that are going on mentally, emotionally uh, that trigger them, that discourage them. They stop working out. They stop with the good eating habits and stuff like that. Um, And you worked really good for your physical part. You didn't work on your internal situations. And then you start that cycle all over again of, you know, going downhill. Um, So it is important. And we speak about mental health a lot. Um, on the pod, um, we've had therapists and psychologists on different episodes here, um, you know, speaking about that because that is important, you know, and, and being in the best shape of your life is a holistic mentality of being in the best shape mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. you know, yeah. that's also very important as well. We, you know, he doesn't get into that because that's right. not his journey, uh, but we know that is part of our journey yeah. and making sure that we are spiritually in the best shape of our life as well because that also affects everything else. Yeah. And I think, 
the idea of getting into that best shape of your life ultimately in the life of a believer or the life of a Christian is so you can execute everything that God has given you to do to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, and doing it in a way where he's happy, where he's satisfied, you yeah. know what I mean? And where he accepts it. It's acceptable. Mm. It's excellent. Um, so for individuals that may be, you know what I mean, working out mm. and at the same time, you know what, what areas of my life do I need to grow in? You know, what do I need to do to be better? You know, how can I better uh, my marriage or how can I better uh, as being a parent? How could I be-, be a better son, a better yeah. daughter? Um, and those are all the conversations that the minute you or questions that the minute you begin to uncover those mm. things, um, you need to be ready. Yes. You know, because the minute you uncover those questions and, and start digging through and, you know, trying to find these answers, you may be confronted with things that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it will be easy to stop yeah. right then and there, yeah. you know, and not keep going because of how uncomfortable it is or how mm-hmm. painful it is. And I think we see that even in this where, you know, failure, he doesn't handle failure well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't handle those things well. Uh, the idea of, you know, certain conversations he didn't have with people mm-hmm. until much later, you know, and I think it is so easy to put things off um, to put certain emotions or feelings to the side because it's just so much harder to deal with them. Yeah, in your mind, it's so much harder yeah. to deal with them. And yeah. then a lot of times, once you do take that leap of faith, you realize, oh, I should have did this a long time ago, you know, because you waste so much time, you know, harboring feelings or emotions or even the idea of just being able to just, maybe it's not something that it's an issue that you have with someone it's just the idea that you just need to get it off your chest like that whole thing as well is something that's important um that you really need to work on and figure out and and it'll really alleviate you um to not only you know like miguel was saying the ability to you know give god excellence and give 100 percent or whatever but also enjoy the ride because i think that a lot of times we fall into this very robotic state of being even in ministry, which is that you're kind of doing everything that you're supposed to do out of responsibility. It's yeah. not because you really enjoy it. It's not because you're having a great time. It's not because you really love it. It's kind of like, oh, but that's I have to. It's my yeah. it's my job as a leader to do this. It's my job as a minister uh, to do that. But are you even enjoying it? And it's like, no, because you have all this other stuff that you haven't taken the time to address. Yeah. And one of the things that even in watching it that I was thinking about, he constantly goes back to the things that he does. Right. So he says, I am an entertainer. That's Mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, and he was like, nothing will get in the way of that. Right. And he talks about, you know, even the therapist talks about his humor, that he uses his humor sometimes as a defense mechanism or he uses it as an escape goat and all these different things. And I think for him, you know, a person can be naturally funny. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when that humor goes beyond just being naturally funny to now being a performance or like Mm. that defense mechanism that's where it becomes a problem right so i think many times you know in our lives making it relatable to us and those who are involved in ministry or different levels like that um what you do can become who you are if you let it you know what i mean and that feeling of you know we put will smith to do something he can make everyone laugh Mm -hmm. you know we give you the mic you'll be able to preach teach sing Mm -hmm. blow the roof off people will cry you know how to get them to respond you know how to get them to move to feel moved all of those things that doesn't necessarily bring the best shape of your life Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily contribute or um 
you know, give you that authenticity at times or that completion, that satisfaction that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So I think a lesson um, in watching this is also this idea of we are not what we do. You know what I mean? And we can have qualities and characteristics of the things that we do within us, you know, like drive, ambition, um, you know, just caring for people and and the idea to connect with people. Mm -hmm. But once we are outside of those things, you know, who are we? Yeah. And I think that's the question that he is also diving into Mm -hmm. um, and trying to find that answer, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why he says in the beginning, like, this is not the Will Smith that you know this is me you know what i mean it's it's like it's two different people um and i think that we can fall into the trap of being so driven and so focused on what we do it becomes who we are then when we're no longer doing those things Mm -hmm. we can't function right or we're no longer in those environments or you know i think about when covid happened and Mm -hmm. you know there were no um, big events happening churches Mm -hmm. weren't doing Mm -hmm. things and whatever you had a bunch of you know preachers and teachers and singers and stuff you know some of them were killing it doing their thing at home and (laughs) live streaming you know live streaming stuff but i'm sure a lot of them had to dig deep, reflect and question and be like, you know, my life, I built my life on this. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, how do you go from being so used to being this certain person or having mm. this identity to now stopping and having to almost deconstruct and having to almost redefine who you are? Mm-hmm. You know, that is difficult. Yeah. And we saw people that didn't, make it and they made yeah. mistakes along the way there was a very famous pastor in new york who in the middle of the pandemic and everything since he was no longer preaching and no longer in front of a congregation and that was his identity and that's what he identified as had nothing to do and he found himself lost and found himself in a big mess yeah. um, because of that because he put his identity in what he was doing um which is it's hard it's it's very easy to fall into that yes um so it's it's very important for you to be very self-conscious enough to know that you're more than just what you are doing right uh, because the minute that gets taken away from you for whatever reason pandemic shuts down you can't do it you may get sick something like anything can happen whatever you get fired i don't know something happens and you're no longer doing that it's going to be a hard hit for you. And also God will also allow certain things to happen for a certain season and move you on to something else. Yeah. And if you're so stuck on what you did before and you're just, you know, so uh, against doing something new and something different, that's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I think again, watching this series, uh, there's so many things that you can discover so many things that you can make relatable to yourself. And I think, um, you know, more believers and Christians should be doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, this idea or mentality that, you know, we can't get nothing from this. You know, who is this guy? What is he doing? What is he saying? And, you know, he goes against everything I stand for. Again, there are many principles that you can still grab from this. Um, So when we talk about the best shape of your life, it's way more than just the physical, Mm -hmm. you know, and that alone is a journey. It's uh, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes commitment. Um, there will be setbacks, mm-hmm. right? You'll have to uh, definitely um, get yourself probably back in line and back in check. And, you know, again, it's way more than just the physical. Mm-hmm. It's your mind, your emotions, you know, your spiritual life and all of those things. Um, 
you know, all go hand in hand to making you that whole person. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that, you know, with this conversation that we've had, like always, we want you guys to, you know, take a moment, reflect, uh, reflect on yourself, where you are mentally, where you are emotionally, even physically. Look at yourself in the mirror. And instead of uh, maybe being like, oh, I don't like these roles or I don't like this or I don't like that. Be like, you know what? Maybe I can take a step to making a change and any little step every drop little by little will fill that bucket up and you will see it take effect absolutely so definitely uh you know do what you need to do you know what you need to do think about it get people around you to help you yeah. and uh you know it's possible to get in the best shape of your life yeah your whole and, self. It, and it can even start simply with just having a conversation with someone yeah just have a conversation with someone that you really trust uh and be like hey you know i've been feeling a certain type of way or whatever um and that little conversation can spark the next chapter and be ready well, yeah, that's for true. that ride. <laughs> but we Very definitely true. want to, uh, you know, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. We want to remind you to subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast right now. If you're listening on Apple, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button um, so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. We have special guests that, you know, come, um, you know, in our episodes as well and that are up in the future. So definitely we want to make sure that you are tuned in and ready for when uh you know we have those awesome interviews and conversations be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at god life culture podcast so you can definitely stay tuned to everything that we have coming up in the future awesome so thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye